Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. Thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting Faith and Family. Find out more about them on our website, kfuo.org. Look for CUW in the sponsor section. It is Thursday morning. Time for some great tips and helpful insights from our friends at Lutheran Senior Services. Anne-Marie Wallace in studio with me this morning. Anne-Marie, welcome back. Thank you very much. I know I was out on vacation two weeks ago. I am back. I did bring a little souvenir with me in the terms of a of a cough here, but it was a wonderful vacation. Well, I'm glad you had a nice vacation. Glad to have you back in studio. And for our listeners who would like to see what we're up to in the studio today, sometimes shenanigans, sometimes really important stuff that you want to see. Exactly. And if that's the case, then we would love for you to join us on Facebook. If you go to facebook.com slash Lutheran Senior Services, you can actually see what's happening in the studio. A big wave to everyone there. Um, And you're going to want to because we've got a bountiful feast in front of us today. (laughs) I see that. We have uh, lots of food and and I can even smell the produce. It smells healthy in here. It does. It does, which is really important because we've now turned the calendar page. It's November, which means we're already looking forward to Thanksgiving and all the stuff that comes with it, which is why I wanted to bring my friend Tiffany Howard from Lutheran Senior Services with me today. She is our clinical education director, and Tiffany is going to be helping us out as we prepare for all the holiday festivities and food. Tiffany, thanks so much for coming back over today, coming back to the studio to have some fun with us and also provide some insights for us as well. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. You always provide helpful insights that help us with things regarding our health and with with, um, older adults as well. And it looks like we're talking about some healthy food today. Very true. No, definitely. And I think um, as we get into the holiday season, a lot of people might be worried. They maybe already are in a really good streak when it comes to healthy eating um, and healthy habits and you know, things along that line. And so, Tiffany, if we, you know, are kind of maybe a little anxious about the upcoming holiday season, all the food that goes with it, although it's really good, how can we kind of keep on track in terms of our healthy eating habits? Yeah, Definitely, Amory. Navigating the holiday season can be very tricky, but we have some great tips today that we want to share with everyone um, of, of getting through the holiday season and looking back and saying, I did pretty good. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about today is planning. Pre-planning is so important. So if you have multiple events in one week or in a two-week stint, maybe you have work happy hours or, or relatives coming in, plan ahead. Think about where you're going, what the type of food is going to be there, um, and determine where you want to indulge ahead of time. So if you're having a, a maybe a work happy hour um, and it's not at your favorite restaurant, then maybe that's somewhere where you eat a salad and the next event is somewhere where you have you know, a little bit overindulgence or, or have that dessert or that glass of glass of wine. So going with no plan is really more of the, the dangerous option because that's where you can really sabotage yourself and your plan Mm -hmm. for staying healthy through the holidays. Absolutely. And one of the things that I suggest is having a food journal. So we've heard of having food journals before as folks are trying to lose weight or uh, lead healthier lifestyles, but a food journal during the holiday season, not even to track all of the food that you're eating, but maybe just the sweets and those overindulgent items. And then you can fall back and, and look and say, you know what? I had a piece of pecan pie on Monday at lunch. Maybe I don't need this 
ice cream or, or whatever this is on Friday. And so having it right in front mm-hmm. of you and being able to see and trend what you've had for the week or even for the month can keep you on track. So a food journal, I would assume, is different than a dream book of all the pictures of things <laughs> that you want to eat during the yeah, holidays. This is what you actually ate, okay. Andy, not, not what you want to eat. <laughs> um, and then a lot of us go to multiple Thanksgivings, right? We hear, we talk about that all the time. I have to go to Aunt Patty's and then I have to go to my mom's and then I'm hosting my own. And so that's another time to plan ahead. If you know that you have multiple events in one day, plan where you are going to eat your biggest meal and then give a heads up to the host or hostess for the other events and say, hey, I'm gonna come, you know, we're bringing the kids, maybe we're just gonna do dessert with you guys. And so that way you don't have that guilt of, so-and-so made all of this food and now I'm full, but I'm going to eat it because I don't want them to feel bad. So if you give them a heads up, maybe they won't prepare as much and, and they'll they'll know what to expect when you're coming in the door. I know in my family, it's like a cardinal sin if the hostess like does not have enough food prepared for everyone. And like everyone doesn't feel properly, like she doesn't feel like maybe everyone's had everything to eat that they want to eat. And so I think having those conversations are really important because it kind of also helps the host or hostess. Absolutely. Goodie bags are also Mm -hmm. another good idea. If you know, if you're the host or hostess and you know that folks are going to be coming from other places, instead of having extra food for them, maybe you have a goodie bag with a bottle of water and maybe a small snack like a holiday themed trail mix or or nut mix that they can take with them as they're driving. Um, You know, we drive a lot during the holiday season as well. That's a great idea. A little little, uh, treat bag to take with you on your way. I love it. Okay, so let's say you are going to a family member's house and you do want to eat. I mean, it is Thanksgiving, Tiffany. You can't be like the Thanksgiving, you know, like grouch or something like that. And we do want to eat the food. I mean, what can you do then if everything that's being offered is something that you want to have? So that's where portion control comes in really handy. Um, And again, it's all about pre-planning. But most folks say, okay, what does portion control mean? There's a really simple way uh, that you can look at your plate. If you take your plate, um, and most people have a round plate, but you can do it if you have a square plate. (laughs) But just think of a clock. And if you break what portion of food you're putting in a clock rotation, then you can help yourself get the food that your body needs and not just what you want. Mm. So for example, 12 to 6 is where uh, you can have your healthy uh, a salad or maybe your steamed Brussels sprouts or or carrots or things like that. So fruits and vegetables are a salad um, from 12 to 6. So really that should cover about half of your plate. And so now, what you're saying there is not the green bean casserole. I was just going That's to ask. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> that does not mean green bean casserole. When you break those ingredients down and you have your cream of mushroom soup or, or whatever you put in there, that really takes it from not being a healthy vegetable. Gotcha. Okay. It's the time of year, though, where you add cream of mushroom soup to everything. I, and maybe, I don't know, like a 12 to 1 could be the green bean casserole, <laughs> a little bit of it. Right. Maybe. maybe, But maybe not the full 12 to 6. Not the full 12 <laughs> to 6. Uh, and then the next section is where you can look at your whole wheat grains uh, or breads. So from 
six o'clock to eight o'clock. So that's a smaller wedge. That's where you're gonna put your rolls. Now, as Amory and I talked about yesterday, that doesn't mean that you can stack five rolls up high. That's really, <laughs> just, the, that's really just the width. Um, and then from eight to 10, that's where your lean protein comes. So your turkey, which is actually really healthy for you or your chicken or whatever your family or friends like to prepare, eight to 10 on that clock is where you would put your lean protein. Um, and then 10 to 12 is that's dessert. So that's how much you should be looking at to put your dessert there. And to be quite honest, 10 to 12 is the perfect slice of pecan pie to go right there. We measured that ahead of time. (laughs) Now in our family, we have the plates when you're speaking of clocks, they're more like digital clocks. They're the like, you know, the big rectangular ones that are compartmentalized for you. So for the smaller compartments, the smaller sections that you mentioned were were dessert, dessert and some of the, the, the heavier things like, well, like we talked about the green bean casserole and things like that, that have the cream sauces and stuff like that. So the smaller sections are going to be those things that are higher in calories or fats and salts and things like that. Absolutely. And I think this is a great, you know, way to approach Thanksgiving because that way you do get to try, you know, grandma's favorite recipes there and you do get to sample mm-hmm. portions of it and, and you're you're having all parts of the Thanksgiving meal. But at the same time, it's still helping with those eating habits and we're not overindulging. If you're hosting, you mentioned breads earlier, or rolls and things like that. If you're hosting, something that my family's done over the last few years, my sister has been uh, incorporating when it, she'll bring breads, but she'll make a variety of of breads, not just a white dinner roll, but mm-hmm. some whole grain rolls as well. So that provides some options. And then you don't feel so guilty if you're going with the whole grain option. That uh, is, a, I think, a better choice probably. What do you What do you think, Tiffany? Oh, that's wonderful. And I think that brings up a good point, Andy. Um, this is a time where we love our traditions. You know, we love making grandma's pumpkin pie that's mm-hmm. been in the family for, for multiple generations. But this is also a fun time to experiment with different things. So if rolls, you know, if you don't have a 50-year recipe of how you make rolls, maybe that is an opportunity where you can, guys, let's try something new, you know, and, and see what else is out or there. Or take that recipe and find ways to uh, to make it a healthier option. That was something I did this uh, this October. Uh, I really wanted to have some, some treats that mom and grandma used to make when I was a kid, Halloween treats, popcorn balls and caramel mm. apples. And I found some ways, they weren't entirely healthy, but I found ways to make them healthier than what they traditionally are. And they still had that 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 taste and the smell that I remembered. So there are ways to take traditional recipes, such as a dinner roll, and uh, instead of using white flour, look at some whole grain flour options. Instead of tons of... Uh, well, tons of what margarine or, or Crisco or whatever are these uh, shortening things. Uh, look for some healthier options. And you're exactly right, Andy. And whether you're kind of well versed in the kitchen and you know how to make those substitutions, or try going online because there's tons of recipes mm-hmm. out there that will show you. Hey, I want to make green bean casserole, but you know a healthier version of it. And so maybe do a little bit of googling and researching now, mm-hmm. um, and you can find a lot of things out there today. Mm-hmm. That's a new challenge. I think we should set that up as a challenge for a future episode. <laughs> the healthy green bean casserole challenge. Ooh, with a taste test. With a taste yes. test. I, ooh, I'm up for it. Very nice. <laughs> okay, so that's those are kind of some things of how we can um, make sure that we... You, you know, we want to eat the foods that are there, but Tiffany, are there any like additional things? So if we still want to go to these parties and we still want to kind of eat the foods that are available there, what's one way that we can maybe balance out 
the eating of the food with still being healthy? So one of the things, not only do we have the holiday season, we're coming into colder months, right? And so exercising is naturally harder um, when we have rain and snow and, and colder temperatures. We're not out at outside as much. So you almost have two things kind of going against you when it comes to healthy eating. And it's dark when you go to work and dark it's when you leave. Very true. Absolutely. So we have to look at creative ways um, where we can burn a few extra calories. And that's the thing. Um, like I always say, it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, go to the gym and have this new membership and put all these hours in and things like that. We can do small things throughout the day um, to incorporate burning more calories to help kind of offset some mm -hmm. of that overindulgence that we're all going to enjoy and that we should enjoy to some extent. Um, so Anne-Marie and I came prepared today <laughs> um, to offer you some creative and fun ways to get some, burn some extra calories and build some muscle. Um, and that's what we're going to start off doing today. So there are items around your household, uh, especially the holiday season that you can use um, while you're working in the kitchen um, to get some exercise. So that's what I'm going to show you guys first. So um, Andy, you have your can <gasps> over, over on do. your side. So, so I have the green beans. And I have corn. I have petite diced tomatoes. <laughs> I like how she gave me the petite diced tomatoes. Was that a hint? <laughs> well, You're calling me petite. Luck, luck of the draw. <laughs> That's what we'll go with. So the cans that we have for the folks on the radio, um, these are the bigger cans. Uh, they're a pound. And so while you're working in the kitchen, if you're waiting for something to heat up on the stove or something's in the oven, you can actually use these cans um, for bicep and tricep workout. So that's what I'm going to show you the first. So for those that are at home rapidly trying to think about to their high school or college AMP classes, your bicep <laughs> and your tricep are the two large muscle groups that are in your arms. So that's kind of when you make um, that the muscle, the muscle, um, those are the muscles everybody that you're here. seeing in your <laughs> upper arm. So the first thing that we're going to do is a bicep curl. Um, and this is very simple. You just take your can and have your arm out at a 90 degree angle. And then you're going to um, extend your arm out flat it's kind of hard to do in the chair. And then just do some curl, some curls. I'm going to stand up. Oh, oh. And hopefully oh, you have man, Andy, Look at those muscles over there. Told you I didn't want to embarrass everybody. <laughs> everybody but you out. can do about 10 to 20 of these. And again, just as you're sitting there or standing there in front of the stove, you can um, work out your arm muscles. So before you open each can, just do like 10 that's curls. That's true. Just do 10 curls. 10 curls for yes. each can you open. So that's going to work out your bicep a little bit, maybe get it a nice stretch. So the tricep, um, you can actually take the can if you have again, good mobility and, and good joints, um, you can take the can up over your head, hold it with both hands. And then right now, all three of us have our arms straight <laughs> up in the air. And you're gonna bend your elbows and take your hands towards the back where your elbows um, and your forearms are parallel. And then you can just lift it up. And when you lift it back up and your arms are straight, you kind of feel a nice stretch I or sure a pull do. in your triceps. And so same thing, 10 to 20 of these as you're working in the kitchen. Okay, so here at the radio station, 
there is a lovely glass wall behind us. I'm <laughs> sure anyone by. who is walking by right now is like, what are they doing? And see, they should be listening or watching on Facebook Live, and then they know. So it's highly recommended that you don't open the cans before you do these exercises, Probably. Right? I okay. think it One, would be quite disastrous. You're getting, the, the weight will decrease, but then you have the risk <laughs> of cutting yourself. Tomato juice all over me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, your microwave can serve as a great coach and a great motivator. And I know everyone on the on, at home is probably thinking, where did Anne-Marie and <laughs> Tiffany come up with these things? But as you microwave butter um, for a recipe or, or whatever that is, and you throw that in there for 30 seconds or a minute, that's a great time to stand in front of the microwave and do squats, as many as you can for that time frame, um, or even do lunges. Mm. Now, this is great if you're by yourself. Uh, no one's came over to the house yet. You can make a fool of yourself and no one's going to laugh at you. But if you, um, like many families, we all get in the kitchen together, make a fun game out of it because laughing, which you probably will mm-hmm. laugh at one another, also burns calories, which is great. Drop and do some lunges while the butter's in the microwave because I know I'm going to eat that butter in a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Or push-ups. Drop and do some push-ups um, in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but there. I think what Tiffany is saying is there's small ways that we can incorporate mm-hmm. additional exercise into maybe our November December time frame, so it kind of counteracts against maybe that butter that we're about to eat. Mm-hmm. Now, Tiffany, I do want to say or ask really um, for older adults, exercise and portion control is really important because as we age, our metabolism there are changes to that as well. So, can you just speak a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So you're you're right. As we get older, um, we our metabolism slows down. And one of the things that we love to do as a society, especially with our grandmas and our grandpas and, and those older folks that are so near and dear to our heart, we also like to bake them cookies and bake them pies. And, and that's kind of what we bring um, to them. And so they, it's really important that you're eating for um, for your body and what your body needs. And they really still need that nice balance of protein and whole grains and fruits and vegetables. And this type of time of year can be very detrimental on their health because they have those those other disease processes that they're working through. So one of the things I always say is, is just because it says on the package that it's a sugar-free pie, that doesn't mean that there's not sugar in there. It's just normally not added. Mm. So we have to be very mm-hmm. aware of those things um, for our older adults. And again, I think you were talking about baking cookies. This comes back to what we were talking about with bread and other recipe options. There are ways I I, I challenge you as uh, listening today or watching today to look at those cookie recipes and see what ways you can uh, lower the amount of sugar, lower the amount of uh, excess fat and salt in those as well. They'll still taste just as good. We found ways to make gingerbread cookies in our house that are whole grain and don't have as much sugar in them, don't have a lot of refined sugar in them. There are ways to take those recipes and do that. So you can still have those traditions because I can hear my in the back of my mind someone saying, oh, Tiffany's telling me not to bake cookies for grandma. You know, <laughs> But she's not really telling us that. I know you're not saying don't bake cookies with grandma, but be mindful of... Uh, what that what what kind of disruption that can cause to someone's health and metabolism as well? Absolutely, and it's blending old and new traditions, you know, mm-hmm. and making new memories. And you can definitely do that during the holiday season. So we've covered some ways of, you know, if you're going to parties, if, you know, you're having Thanksgiving dinner, how you can partake in all these great foods. But for some people. 
throughout the season, maybe they're on a very regimented diet um, due to health concerns or they've talked with their doctor and, and really, you know, the pecan pie is, is not an option for them. So, Tiffany, what are some ways that maybe we can equip ourselves, phrases that we can say to people when we do truly need to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't have that? Absolutely. There are ways that you can politely decline uh, and you're and you're very right. There are a large portion of us that um, it's very important that we keep our salt intake and our sugar intake and our fat intake very regulated. And again, that causes anxiety. So there are polite ways that you can, you know, say thanks, but no thanks. And, and the first one is, sorry, but I don't like or I can't eat. A certain ingredient and you can mm. insert that there and so that could be maybe a gluten thing or a dairy thing or maybe you don't like chocolate whatever that is um by saying that i can't have then that that allows you to you know politely decline that um but give a compliment and say oh, I can't have that because it has this ingredient in it and I feel really bad because that smells amazing. So that also tells the host and the hostess you're giving them that compliment. Mm -hmm. It's not personal. It's not personal. Um, you can do a stalling tactic. So if you walk in, uh, you know, we've all walked into someone's home and they, they've got the plate almost right there ready for you. Um, but you can use a stalling tactic and say, oh, let me try that in a little bit and have a smile on your face as you're saying it. Um, and sometimes they they might go on and they might find, find someone else where they're trying to, um, mm -hmm. you know, get them to eat and they might leave you alone and it doesn't come up again. Um, I've been in a situation before as I'm walking out the door, they're still trying to get me to try whatever whatever that scrumptious treat is um and so you can say oh my goodness it slipped my mind and i ate some nuts and i just i'm just super full maybe next time or can you put that in a goodie bag uh, especially if it's turkey and some rolls maybe you can use that goodie bag as lunch tomorrow um you know the next day very nice i like that one and then a really great firm way to say thanks but no thanks is I am afraid it would be so delicious that I wouldn't be able to stop eating it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid it's so delicious that I wouldn't be able to control myself. I would and eat stop. that whole pecan pie. It's most likely true. Right. And then there would be nothing left over for anyone else. Mm. Okay. What is, you keep referring to pecan pie. Is that your, your favorite dessert at Thanksgiving? I, you know, it's lately, I've been moving from the pumpkin route to the pecan thing. It's the new thing. And I like to make mini ones. So I have like these mini tart pans. And again, so that's portion control in, the, in terms of, you know, you only get a little mini pie, mm -hmm. but yes, it's my new favorite. All you right. are such a detective, Andy. I, <laughs> Tiffany, what's your favorite around this time of year? So every year for Christmas, um, I, I host Christmas dinner and I make a um, maple syrup bread pudding, which I know you're all thinking, wait a minute, she's just telling us to eat healthier. But a few years ago, I found a lighter version of bread pudding. And my family loves it so much that that's what they ask for every year. Mm. Um, and it's definitely a lighter version. But when mm -hmm. you taste it, it it does not come across as I'm eating the skinny version. Oh, that sounds really good. Well, and it has maple syrup. So how can it be bad? <laughs> and I found that with if I use something like maple syrup, a, a more natural sugar like that than, than something that's really re super refined, that a little goes a long way. 
uh, you know, a little bit of maple syrup will go a long way in terms of sweetening a dessert or it, I don't know, the, the richness of it. It definitely does. Absolutely. That and honey are, mm-hmm. are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we only have a few minutes left, but before we go, we did want to say that there's a few substitutions that you can also make in your kind of the ingredients that you're using that will also be healthier. So we actually right now in the studio have brought with us a feast of different <laughs> sorts of vegetables and, and um, grocery products here. So Tiffany, can you explain a little bit in terms of if we have something that we really like, what's a great substitution for it? Absolutely. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is cauliflower versus potatoes. So everybody has mashed potatoes pretty much at Thanksgiving. Um, But cauliflower, substituting that for potatoes, it's wonderful. If you have not had mashed cauliflower similar to mashed potatoes, you need Hmm. to try this today. It Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite dishes. But cauliflower has less calories and less carbs than your traditional white potatoes. So it can be a great substitution if those are things that Mm -hmm. you're um, that you're very concerned about and that you need to track. Uh, The other thing is, as we're baking a lot in Mm -hmm. the holiday season, is using egg white substitutes instead of Um, just your regular egg. For those folks that are looking for a lighter fat or um, have very strong cholesterol concerns, this is a great substitution for them. Um, stuffing is again another traditional hallmark. Oh, I do love um, the stuffing. We, most of us love stuffing, but I think that this is a great um, opportunity with stuffing to try something different versus that bread high carb. What's becoming very popular uh, across across the nation is quinoa, oh. um, mm-hmm. and quinoa is a grain. It has a nutty flavor. Um, even though it's a grain, it is a powerhouse food. So it's very high in protein, which is not typical from your other other grains in that family. It's a good source of fiber. Um, it has amino acids, folate. The list goes on and on. Uh, it's a gr- it's a great, wow. great product to use in the kitchen. I've had it a couple of times recently, including dinner last night, and I found that I don't feel as draggy as I do, like tired or lethargic after eating uh, typical grains like bread or something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, nice option. We have just, uh, just under a minute left. Uh, what do we want to cover as we wrap up here? Well, I think in all, the lesson is, and Tiffany was talking about this earlier, kind of giving it some pre-planning thought, whether it's to how you're going to eat less of the foods that you love. So we have portion control or or kind of like a buddy system of support or, you know, polite ways that we can say no if we if we really do need to um, stay away from those foods and even substitution as substitutions as well, like we were just talking. But I think overall, I mean, this is a wonderful holiday time together to be with family, to be with friends. Um, and there's some great items out there that we can we can use and enjoy that are still healthy and will have a, a great Thanksgiving together um, and also keep us within our habits. LSSliving.org is the place to find out more about Lutheran Senior Services. Tiffany, thanks so much for coming over and the great tips you provided for us today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. We're going to make it through the holidays healthy this year. We will. All right. Bring the green bean casserole next time. More <laughs> faith and family on the way. Faith and Family is a production of KFUO Radio. Christ for you, anytime, anywhere, since 1924. 
Text the letters KFUO to 41444 to join the legacy with your tax-deductible gift. Concordia University, Wisconsin and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs, and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu.